welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I want to take you to the scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, reading from verse 11. This is what it says. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Isn't that amazing that you are an inheritance of God? God has made claim that he would inherit you as his child. He can make that claim because he sent his son to die for your sins on the cross. Reading on, it says, before we were even born, he gave us our destiny. What? Can you see that there behind? No, you can't. (laughs) Before you were even born, he gave you your destiny. How, how incredible is the fact that God mapped out the horizon of your future before you were even born, that we would fulfil the plan of God. I, I want to talk to you today about fulfilling the plan of God for those of you who know it, those of you who have come to a roadblock in that journey, for those of you that maybe haven't discovered it yet, I want to talk to you about fulfilling the destiny that God has for you, the plan that God has for you that He would fulfil the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in His heart. You need to understand that your destiny in God, your God-given destiny, is a course or path in life that includes both the God-given destination, heaven, at life's ends, but and your own faithful journey towards that destination. And the moment you commit to it, you know that you're going to come across resistance. Like anything you try to commit to, the moment you set a goal, the moment you have a dream and you commit to it, you're going to meet resistance along the way. And so today I want to have a look at roadblocks to destiny's course and and plan. And in that, kind of recognise that some of these roadblocks we put in, in front of ourselves. It's not always the enemy. It's not always some other outside source. Sometimes it's ourselves. And when we can look at that, accept that, then we can start to move forward. You need to understand that you are unique. There's a unique one right there. (laughs) A beautiful unique one. You are unique. And God has a unique plan for your life that meets His overall kingdom plan for what needs to be fulfilled. He has a destiny for us. You know, that's why Proverbs does say, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Because we know that our children have a plan in God, we don't allow them at four years old to have an opinion. We shape their opinion. I like what Rob Carlin says. He says, my children didn't have an opinion. They didn't get one. They weren't allowed one. Not at four years old. What do you think? What do you want? He said, my children, their brains were in their bottom. He says, and when I smacked them on the bottom, it helped shift their brains to their head. He said, eventually, by about 10, it got to their head. Our children need training, amen. They need direction, but they don't always need a whack. You know, if you're still whacking your kid at 14 years old, you, you probably need to 
have a look at the parenting skills. Oh, jeez, I nearly jumped straight into trouble then. I don't. But the, the reality is that in, in the beginning, it's the rod. But by 10, 11, maybe sooner, it, it should just be words. There's been this relationship developed where words just send them in the right direction because if you stay with the rod, rebellion will be the result. There's a word for somebody anyway. But as we look at these roadblocks today, I want you to think about the reality that any circumstance you find yourself in on life's journey, any circumstance that you're in right now did not necessarily have its roots in God. There are five causes of, of circumstance in our lives. And, and this teaching for some of you is not new. If you've been around long enough, like Tanya has, this is probably the third or the fourth time she sat through this kind of teaching that we put together because we found it to be the most reliable from the Word of God to set people on a path in the future. And so there's at least five causes of circumstance in your life. Number one, God. God influences, directs, God leads and blesses us. And that's amazing, don't you think? I would attribute all the great things in my life today as a result of God's blessing upon my life. But not everything that's come into my life on this journey came from God. In fact, you'll discover that everything that happens in your life happens and fits snugly into one of two categories, God sent and God used. Not everything, that was, not everything was sent by God, but everything can be used by God. I love that song that we're singing. He, he takes everything that the enemy meant for evil and turns it for good. God didn't send the evil, but He knows how to turn it for good. That, that's the, the miracle of the Gospel. The miracle of the Gospel is this, that God sends the hero, Jesus, and He dies for the villain, Claude. Side note, I'm not the only villain in the room. <laughs> you're going, oh yeah, he's a villain for sure. It's like, huh. Gosh. First circumstance, God. Second circumstance, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But newsflash, not every circumstance was caused by the devil. Some circumstances were caused by you. You made decisions and you acted upon them. Now you find yourself in that circumstance. Third one. The fourth one is others. Sometimes you find yourself in a circumstance created by others. You didn't choose where you were born. You didn't get to choose where you went to school. You didn't get to choose who was looking after you as a child. Those circumstances were set up by your parents. And then fifth cause of circumstances, natural influences, the climate, the road conditions that caused the accident was actually a result of the climate. It wasn't the devil, it wasn't God. I said, oh, if it's to be, you know, it was, it was climatic. It's really good to understand that along life's journey so you don't get stuck on something that you blamed on God that didn't even come from God or much worse than that, I think. You blame it on the devil, but it was actually your own decision. Hello, somebody, that's... So as we look at that today, keep it in mind. And I want to jump in because you know what? We are called to 
discover our destiny, not decide our destiny. God's given destiny, God's plan for your life. Obviously for all of us, God wants us to love God with all of our heart. He wants us to have a long life. He wants us to have a good marriage or family and relationships. He wants us to be generous. He wants us to have a positive influence, but very specifically and uniquely, God has a destiny for you and a plan for you to fulfil. And so as we look at those roadblocks, we can remove them from our lives and deal with them the way they need to be dealt with. Roadblock number one of seven roadblocks to your destiny is Goliath himself, Satan. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 that we should be sober, vigilant because our adversary, the devil, walks, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says resist him steadfast in the faith. If you'll do the resisting, God will do the defeating. Come on, that's good preaching. I need some encouragement. If you'll do the resisting, God will do the defeating. If you'll do your part, God will come through and do His part. Don't get to a place where you think you've got to defeat the devil on your own. That's why I find it so powerful to stand in the community of faith and worship on a Sunday morning with my brothers and sisters because there's something about this collective resistance of us standing and worshipping God together. It is like that. You know what? There's... The children of Israel get a bad rap in the Old Testament, but the the fact that the army stood there for 40 days and 40 nights in a position of resistance gave time for David to pick up his socks, who was Christ, and come along and take out Goliath. He was a type of Christ. It's not like Christ had to pick up his socks, just side note. First roadblock to your destiny will be the devil himself, Goliath. He'll come and try and rob, steal, destroy from you. And we know that we've been given the victory through Christ. Aren't you thankful that Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 says this, Behold, I give the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. You have power in the name of Jesus to resist the enemy. Remove that blockage right now and move forward in the destiny of God. Number two, a road blockage could be short-sightedness. This short-sightedness is not necessarily put there by the enemy. I think it sometimes can just be in our makeup and we've got to deal with it ourselves. How many people have you seen just pull out five minutes before the miracle, five minutes before the breakthrough because of short-sightedness? We must be the kind of people that have the longevity of sight. We must be the kind of people that have committed to the long game and not the short game. We're not on a sprint, we're on a marathon. We win at the end of the day if we just just stay focused on what God has called us to do. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Wow. After you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, And he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. How powerful is that? God says, if you'll just stay committed, put your hand to the plough, 
not be short-sighted, that the breakthrough will come. But if you pull back, God says, my soul has no delight in you. Let's be the kind of people to make the effort that we need to make to apply the benefits of the promises of God. Let's not be short-sighted. See beyond today. See beyond the current climate around about you in whatever it is. Maybe you're moving into an industry right now where it's just difficult and tough and a little bit of unknown in it. Don't be short-sighted. Don't pull out and say, I'm going to get out of this and go into that. If God has called you there, He will keep you there. There's a word for somebody. If He's called you there, He will keep you there. If He can keep you there, He'll cause you to prosper there. God prospers you where you are at. But let's not be short-sighted. Let's not allow that to be a roadblock in the destiny of God. Number three, the third roadblock you could be dealing with is unhealthy desire. And I think we need to take more time to talk about this stuff. Desire is such a powerful thing. Desire is such a powerful thing. The Bible says that God gives us the desires of our heart. When you hear that, you're hearing one of two things. He gives me the desires of my heart. Oh, He's like Father Christmas. And so if I desire this, He's just going to come along and give me that. Well, you know what? That's true only if that desire lines up with the will and plan and purpose of God, the integrity and purity of God. I read it first and foremost to say that God wants to put His desires in my heart. That means there's going to be an exchange of my will for His will. And if I can exchange my will for His will, that means every desire then that I allow to come into my heart is going to be in line with His plan and His purpose. I don't have to lack confidence when going to God because He's put that desire in my heart. Another Scripture says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, He shall give you the desires of your heart, which means if I look after my motives, if I set them on the right path, if I keep it pure, then I can be confident He's going to back up my personal desires for the future. Does that make sense? Let's not allow unhealthy desires to become a roadblock to the God-given destiny that He has for us because He wants us not just to find our destiny, He wants wants us to follow that destiny. We don't just want to follow that road called divine destiny, but we want to fulfil the plan of God. God has a unique plan for you because you are a unique individual. Only you can be you. Only you can do the things that God has called you to do. Roadblock number four. Oh, this is a really popular one. You're going to love this one. You're going to like, yeah, you're going to sit four. You're going to go, oh, I love, I'm going to write that one down. Roadblock number four, you ready for it? It's called the love of money. Oh, you didn't do that. You didn't. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Can I talk to you about the love of money? It's not saying money's wrong. The love of money. We've got to be the kind of people as followers of Christ, where we're not setting financial goals, 
we're setting kingdom goals. I am sure when some people heard me around offering time, they went, oh, that's, that's not a smart thing to be teaching your people. I'm sure there was people that thought that, said that. that is the, there would have been people that just flatly rejected what I said and went, that is dumb, that is the wrong thing to do. But you know what? I'm not setting financial goals. I'm setting kingdom goals. Kingdom goals connected to what God has called me to do. Kingdom goals that makes me realise that one day I will stand before Christ and give an account for everything I've done with the resources that He gave me and the decisions I made upon the... I did not want to stand in front of Christ on that day and say, well, yeah, I know you called me to vision builders, but I wanted that vehicle and I couldn't do that. So I just put that to the side. My conviction. The love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil. As Christians, we are going to have finances come into our life. Absolutely. Some of us will experience it in abundance. Some of us will experience it at more than enough. Some of us will have the just enough experience. Either way, God wants us to be faithful with those things and not allow the love of money to take us off track for the course called God-given destiny. So many times I've had people over the years say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Pray for me and my business that God blesses it so I can give more into the kingdom. And you know what happens? God comes along and blesses it. And in so many occasions over the last 25 years, I've watched God bless those businesses, bless those people, and God never gets a dime. Doesn't get a dollar. Because all of a sudden, their dream and vision for themselves goes off on this direction and all of a sudden we can't afford to do that or we don't have enough left over to do that. Well, there's the problem right there. I'm not giving God my leftovers. I'm giving God my first fruits. I'm putting Him first in the, seek first the Kingdom of God and all those other things shall be added unto you. The love of money can be a roadblock to the destiny of God. Don't allow it to be so in your life. Number five, stress. Stress can be a roadblock in the thing called destiny. The road to fulfilling your destiny will bring various pressures and stress that you have to face. Not all stress is bad. If you recognise stressful situations can be an opportunity to grow, then you will. Stress is doing something you are not used to doing at a level you're not accustomed to, over a period you did not commit to. That's stress. Stress is a factor involved in growth. Stress is when we doubt our resources to cope with a situation. Here's an antidote for stress. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Here's an antidote for stress. Casting all your cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. Stress seeks to open a door for anxiety and fear. If we know how to deal with stress, we will allow stress to be a positive thing, not a negative thing. What good is it lying in bed in the middle of the night, awake, worrying about that thing that happened at work or about to happen at work? Guess what? You cannot change anything about it at 1am in the morning. Go to sleep, have a good dream, rest, wake up refreshed in the morning, pray, believe God, search the Word and let God come through on your behalf. Don't allow stress to be a roadblock 
to your God-given destiny. Oh, I just can't do this anymore. I can't faith. I've had enough. No, let's not be those kind of people. Let's be the kind of people that have the perseverance that's been put in us by God to take each day. I love what Jesus said. He says, sufficient for the day are the troubles of today. I like that, don't you? Like I know I've got all this stuff coming up in February, March, April, May, June. I know that's all coming. Yeah, great, but I can only deal with today. Hello, somebody. I, I can only solve the problems of today. And if I'll live with today faith, now faith, with an expectation for God to show up today, then I can leave Him to deal with tomorrow. Don't let stress become a roadblock to your destiny. We must be up to number six, are we? I know what number six is. Ego and pride can be a roadblock. Scripture says, haughtiness comes before a fall. Pride precedes the pit. Ego and pride. Ego, some acronyms for egos. Are you ready? Edging God out. Everyone goes off you. Let's not be the kind of people that have big egos. I first learned in the gym that we have to leave the ego in the car park because everyone wants to come in and pick up the biggest weight so that make sure we've just got one or two kilos more than the person alongside us. But actually that doesn't work. What works is developing resistance and endurance. We've got to leave the ego in the car park spiritually. Hello, somebody. We've got to leave the ego in the garage when it comes to relationships. We've got to leave the ego somewhere else and not bring it into our relationships because it will be a roadblock to our destiny. There was one other there, eliminate God outcomes, ego, eliminate God outcomes. The greatest sin that the devil has had, ever had was pride. He lifted himself up above everyone else. When you start to succeed in your God-given destiny, you must continually remind yourself that apart from God, you can do nothing. Separated from God, you're not that successful hitting it out the park hero. Apart from God, you're that person in the pit. Let's not let ego and pride get in the way of God's destiny for our life. And the final one, number seven. And I guess this is one of those that we can actually charge the enemy with. The final roadblock to your destiny will be fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love and soundness of mind. There are many common fears that will stop you from progressing down destiny's road. It could be the fear of change. Change is hard. Change is hard even when you know change is for the better. It could be the fear of failure. This fear stops so many people from stepping out of doing and doing what God has called them to do. We must be people who are prepared to take the risk, trust God no matter what. Let's not fear failing, let's fear not trying. Let's just take a step out of the boat. Some people fear success and, and when, they hear, when you hear that, you might say, why would someone fear success? Because success is often harder to cope with. Because with success comes responsibility. 
Others actually have been programmed to think that to do well in life is wrong. Success is evil. Because of this, they never do anything. But how crazy is that? God says, meditate on my word day and night and you'll have great success. Is that right? Unless you go to the women's meeting, my wife tells people something different there. If you meditate on the Word of God day and night, you'll have success. So obviously God has success planned for your future. Let's not fear it. Fear can be a roadblock to your destiny. Could be fear of the past. Well, I opened myself up before to dreaming and it didn't happen. I don't want to get hurt again. I stepped out into business and failed. Lost money, lost friends. Fear of the past can stop you. Fear of the present. I find that the enemy is actually creating and thinking up new ways to put fear in our life. Fear of the present. Well, you know, I know interest rates are down right now, but but what if they go up in the future? Guess what? They will. Take advantage of it now. Hello, somebody. Fear of the present. Oh, yeah, I know, I know it's, it's all good now, but, but what if the government changes? Guess what? It will. It's inevitable. Look at history, it changes all the time. But right now, God has called you to move forward in His destiny and plan for your life. So commit to it by faith. Make a fresh start today. Can I say to you right now that these roadblocks, we can all walk out of here today with these roadblocks removed from our lives. When Jesus went to the cross without sin, The Bible says He took on sin for my sake. I don't think we should ever move beyond the simplicity of the Gospel. That He who was without sin became sin for me. Which means if I've been wrestling with unhealthy desires, I can go to the cross and exchange those unhealthy desires for right desires. If I'm having trouble forgiving myself because of a sin, I'll never forget this moment last year driving down the road with a 75, I think, year old man who was leading a care ministry in one of the leading churches in Sydney. He was my chauffeur from the, from the airport to the church and back again. He's taking to, to my flight back home. His name is Vic. Vic grew up not knowing Christ. He didn't come to Christ until he was 62 years old. He lived a very full life, he said, prior to that. Colourful life. In all parts of the world, trading and using illicit drugs and getting into all the things that come with that. 61 years old, he came to Christ, got radically saved and now he's serving in a care ministry. He should have died three times over from heart attacks and things that... He's done to his own body over the years. And as I'm taking to the, him, as he's taking me to the airport, he asks me this question. He says, Pastor, help me. I said, I don't know if I can, but I'll give it a go. He said, uh, I have no trouble serving people and helping people and seeing God forgive them, but I'm really struggling with God forgiving me. He said, I have done for years. I said, really? I said, you understand? And I went through the whole gospel with him, Christ, cross, dying, everything. He said, he said, yeah. I said, so what gives you the right not to forgive yourself? He kind of looked at me and went, oh, you, you've been a nice guy up until now. Hi. <laughs> I'm still a nice guy, I promise. Just hear me out. I says, what gives you the right not to forgive yourself? 
He said, what are you saying? I said, well, God forgave you and he sent his son to the cross so that you could be forgiven. I said, in fact, God's done everything he can possibly do for you to be forgiven. And so if you're not going to forgive yourself, then what right do you have? Because essentially you're saying Christ has not done enough on the cross for you to be forgiven. He looked at me and says, well, I never heard it like that. Side note, you're still a nice guy. <laughs> Today, why don't you take your brand new start? Let yourself off the hook if necessary. But also take on the power of the cross to cleanse you from unhealthy desires. Cleanse you from pride and ego. Allow it to put in you the power and authority of Christ for you to have victory over the enemy. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I want to thank you that because you have a plan for our lives, a destiny, that God, we can make a fresh start today, that 2020 will be the year that we all move forward in our God-given destiny, that the mission that you have set in front of us will become a mandate that we live by every single day. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to mark out the horizon of our future and to put us on a path that we would follow right into eternal life. In Jesus' name. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.